Welcome, everyone, to the Past Controller Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Pokemon too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week, but this week is a special bonus episode, and if you're watching right now, you'll notice I'm the only one from Past Controller here right now, but that's fine because we got a stacked cast of Pokemon trainers from around the regions? I don't know. <laughs> Joining me uh, tonight is, for the first time, and hopefully not the last time, is... Uh, Normie DFM's own, or you may have seen his writing at Fanbyte, Kenneth Shepard. Ken, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm, I'm vibing. I I'm spent 100 hours in this game, so I would love to just talk about it for about as long. So. Okay. All right. Who is your least favorite Pokemon? Just so that My least favorite? Your uh, least favorite? Sylveon is very close to my least Ooh. favorite. Wow. Off the top. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I see, I see where things stand. Uh, yeah. Also joining us for the first time, uh, independent journalist. Videos all over the place. I feel like I see a new video from you every week. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, recently featured in the Yacht Club Presents. Yeah, that was saw a surprise. Name. I saw your name flash up there. Uh, Luis Alamia. Luis, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Uh, happy to be, I guess, done with the writing work for this game. I just kind of want to play it some more, catch some Pokemon, throw some mm -hmm. Pokeballs at things. Yes, uh, it is. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you're finally on. Uh, who is your favorite Pokemon? Probably, probably Ken's Pikachu specifically. Ken's Pikachu specifically? Mine yeah, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're going to have to pry Ken's dead hands off of that Pikachu if you want it, though. So, I'm trying um, to get him to move out here. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to fight me, Jesse, and Matt, and probably others too. So, there's there's that as well. Also joining us, returning guest. You you've you've definitely seen Odell everywhere, and if you haven't, I don't know what rock you're sleeping under. But from IGN to Game Informer to the Full Circle Podcast, the the truest Pokemon trainer I know, Odell Harmon Jr. Yay! yay. How are so you doing tonight, Odell? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Off of work. Chilling. Ate some sausage earlier. Oh, nice. Nice. So you're, you're full, feeling good. Hopefully not too tired from work. No, not too tired. Never too tired when it comes to Pokemon. Fair. If you were a Pokemon gym leader, what type would you be? Fire. Okay. Who would be your, like, your, your ace in the hole? My ace in the hole has been Torkoal, Volcarona, and Ninetales with an air balloon. Okay. Because right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why Ninetales or air balloon just, just rocks for some reason. All right. All right. So you got to come, come with that water if you want to try to take Odell down. Oh, no. I be water teams all the time. All right. That's big talk. That's big talk. Hey, Ron... we'll, we'll, we'll drop the links below from, from PAX Pokemon League. <laughs> <laughs> Um, were you, were you a gym leader or you just, you gave him the business? Uh, I was an elite four member. I'm just oh, saying. oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was not aware of this. <laughs> uh, also rounding us out this evening, coming back to the show for, I don't know, Grayson, this is the year you need to like make a dent and make Cam and say like your number two Cam. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen him on the show plenty of times. You may see his words over a game rant and occasionally his podcast, the Positive Player Podcast. Yeah, occasionally. Mr. Grayson, <laughs> Mr. Grayson Morales. Grayson, how are you doing this evening? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm vibing. I got a I got a hard kombucha over here, so I'm chilling. Happy okay. to be here. Right. Who is your favorite Pokemon? I like to go with Apom. That's just like a okay. Pokemon I always I always enjoy. Damn. All right, getting the number one spot, huh? That's that's the one. That's yeah. your boy right there. Yeah, yeah, the basic monkey Pokemon. That's it. All right. Are you happy that he he is a uh, in Legends for you to catch? Yeah, yeah. Do you I was, use I him in really... Legends. No. I just, <laughs> I just because he's my favorite Pokemon, it doesn't mean he's like gonna be on my team. But also, okay. this game is so different that I don't really have like a, a team. My Pokemon are just like constantly switching out. But I, right. I, when I, I got, I got very excited when I saw him in the wild, and I caught like twenty of them. So okay, what gen anything. is Apom from originally? Uh, two, two, okay. gold and silver. Right. And so, yeah, is this does this game have the full list of Pokemon from Diamond and Pearl or no? I have no, no idea. No. no, right? Okay. No. no. Like, I know it obviously pulls from other generations, but I wasn't sure if the full. Definitely has a lot of them. Was there. Yeah. Who got yeah. the cut? Who's like a notable Diamond and Pearl Pokemon that didn't make it into this game? Mm-hmm. Is there like someone that's notable? I'm curious about this now because I haven't thought about this. I'm look yeah. Up. I, I haven't thought about see. it until just now either. It's just popping. Am I just blanked? And I just played, you know, we all just played Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond too, so. Uh, it just goes to show that clearly the Sinnoh region has <laughs> trash Pokemon because <laughs> or all the good ones are already in the game so we can't think of the bad ones uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things and we'll roll right into the show uh, the PTC movie club for February is Dom's pick and it is the greatest showman so if you are interested in hearing us talk about the greatest showman you can watch that movie at some point before the end of the month and we'll talk about it in the last episode of the month We'll also have a bonus episode for The Wiz. So if you also want to watch that movie and hear us talk about that, you can look forward to that later this month. Uh, Dom's picks will all be musicals this year. So yay. Uh, Unless you love musicals, then yay. Um, So there's that. So before we even get into Legends, I kind of wanted this just as a gauge for, for us, for each other, and then for the listeners out there. What is everyone's favorite Pokemon game? And it doesn't have to necessarily be a mainline. Like, if your favorite Pokemon game is Pokemon Pinball, I mean, <laughs> go for it. Um, but why don't we kick things off with Grayson? Grayson, what's your favorite Pokemon game? I think it's still, like, the Heart, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, Like, those, those remakes of Gen 2. Mm. This, I gotta say, this comes... Pokemon Legends is, is, is probably, like, my top five favorite Pokemon games, but I don't know... I don't really have a know where it lands yet. I'm still kind of okay. like on the yeah. fence, but it, it's it's, it's up there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken, what about yourself? Um, ask me in like six months because it might be this game, and I would okay. like to give it some time, like All away right. from like you know having just played it to like really sit with that. Fair. But uh, okay. it's it's a front runner right now. All right. What would what would be with this out of the question? What would be the next Pokemon game? Uh, Pearl. You... Pearl. I, I'm a I'm a Sinosico. I didn't know you were a Sinosico. That's news to me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Who did you pick? Did you pick uh, Turtwig back then? Okay. Mm-hmm. That shows you how much I know about Sinnoh, uh, that I had to second <laughs> guess the starter that I picked a few, whatever, months ago. Uh, Luis, what about yourself? What's your favorite Pokemon game? Um, Probably with uh, somewhere in between like Grayson and Ken where at the moment, I would say either Heart Gold or Soul Silver, just because of 
them being remakes are probably my favorite one so far for how much it did for the series and how much it packed in in terms of content. Um, but Legends, you know, despite its flaws, is just so exciting mm. that it's like just right behind it. And then, like, if there's some more content or if I put more hours into it, it could be number one. Okay. Uh, it's really close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm sure we'll get into it very shortly, but it is a, a very good game despite its flaws. Odell. What is your favorite Pokemon game? I think I know. I'm pretty sure I know. But <laughs> well, real quick, I looked it up. Okay, the entire Sinnoh Dex is in Legends. Okay, they're all there. Oh, I, wow! I no, it may, maybe it means the Sinnoh Pokemon specifically because I was looking, and I don't think Goldine and Seekeen are in this game, but they were in the Sinnoh Dex. Those were the first ones that I saw, and I was yeah. like, "They're not in this." No, game. I mean, like Pokemon introduced in Sinnoh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Wow, that makes sense. Okay, but uh, mine, I'm going with black two, white two. I knew it. You said the you you personally say, say that those have the best story in Pokemon, right? That's part it's of why you like story. The yeah, it's the best story in the game. Best, I think it's the best complete package in Pokemon, like from okay. top to bottom. And uh, like I said, Someday, I will always it. say it's the spiritual sequel to Gold and Silver in my mind because <laughs> they share a lot of the same story beats. Are they in the same? Uh, region i have no idea where black and white is. oh no is there any nova but uh the events in black and white two take place two years after black and white in the same sense that gold and silver takes place two years after uh red and blue okay all right and just right. uh compared to all the other regions it's the only region that feels like a cohesive place in the sense that like the gym leaders know each other they do things for their communities they do things for the region like the team, like when they started doing terroristic activities, it affected how the region acted, and you know there was responses to that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it feels like you know most games, you know, you go to a city and everything is isolated in that city, and then you go to a different city, you know, everything happens. And black and white, it's not like that. You know, things that happen in one city affect another city. They all like they're all collectively aware the state of the world that they live in and the happening. So I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. Need more of that. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds fantastic. I think we'll get into the story of Legends in just a moment. Uh, and I think we'll have some strong feelings about about some of the stuff that takes place in this game. But I guess for what it's worth, my favorite Pokemon game, it's hard to say because it's really hard for me to not just pull at my nostalgia and say Pokemon Red because it's my first Pokemon game. Uh, it's probably not the best Pokemon game, but it's my favorite Pokemon game. How can you beat the first? Um the first that you played. Um, so yeah, so there's that. If I had to, if I had to not say Pokemon Red, it might be probably be controversial because I think most people don't like these games. But I also like Ruby and Sapphire, so I'd probably say those. Uh, anyways, I mean, let's just jump right into it. We can we can kind of no holds barred. If you're listening, we're gonna talk about the game in entirety. So if there's things you don't want spoiled for yourself or you're worried about what we might bring up and you haven't finished the game or something, you know, this is your cue to leave and come back at a later time. I'm sure just because they're tied, we may talk about Diamond and Pearl at some point. So if you're worried about having Diamond and Pearl spoilers, I don't know if we'll actually talk about those games, but because they're sort of related, you may want to back out as well at some point. But with that being said, gloves are off. I think overall, do we all agree this is a good game? Like, despite its flaws, are we all 
I mean, yeah. clearly Ken and Louise oh, yeah. both said it's potentially their favorite Pokemon game. So I think <laughs> their their opinion is pretty uh, solid on those. But Grayson, you and Odell both uh, loving this game overall. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Solid. It's one of those things where, like, as a game, I think it's good. And then if you love Pokemon or you care about, you know, the lore and stuff, it just gets better from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's it's one of the first times. We'll go into detail later, but I think it's one of the first times that I played a Pokemon game that everything, all the the mechanics, even if they're not perfectly, like, fine-tuned, they flow so well together. Like, being able to Mm. catch a Pokemon and fly away and having that, like, um you know, thing pop up like, oh, you caught this Pokemon, you got this experience. You don't have to like stay there and look at a screen for the whole time and like exit the battle. It's like everything is so fluid and fun. And I think that's why I like it so much. Like, I think it's just like the mechanics work so well together. And even though I think the story doesn't like, it doesn't like do anything crazy. There are some really cool moments. I'm like, oh, this is really like dark for a Pokemon game. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. With, with your love for the Monster Hunter series, like, I know some people make some comparisons between these two games specifically. Uh, how are you as a Monster Hunter sicko? Like, how does this does this <laughs> scratch that itch for you? Or do you think they're just not even comparable uh, in any way? No, no. I don't even get, like, the Monster Hunter comparisons at times, honestly. I think the only reason they get compared is, is because Monster Hunter, you know, they the games always have, like, you know, five or six different, like, biomes. But you're not, like... You're not like capturing Pokemon. You're not like you're just going to fight one monster and you're returning from the quest. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see the similarities, but I kind of like dislike when people compare it to Monster yeah. Hunter because the, the, the mechanics, the com- the combat is nothing similar at all. Yeah, it's like a very blanket comparison where it's like, hey, there's different yeah. biomes and different quests, and you like you get quests from a quest board and whatever. Um, yeah, and return back I can, to a hub I, world. I can, yeah, I can totally see the similarities, but nah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. What what were some of the things story wise that that you all did or did not like for this game? You know, for it's raging, it's in a frenzy. I gotta stop it. I don't need a twenty-minute speech bubble if we're not gonna do cutscenes here. Small gripe, but it's a gripe. I see. I, I like see it's... Ken making faces. Get in there, Ken. Well, I feel like that's something that the series has kind of been slowly, like as technology has progressed, and they've started having to pull their games into three D and be more cinematic. Like we're having, there's like a weird scene in Sword and Shield where like I won't like getting into spoilers about it but like there's a character that is singing hmm. and doing all like the motion capture of it but there's no no there's no voice there's no hmm. music actually being played and there were a few moments like that like in the uh i guess one of the, the last encounters that you do with a legendary pokemon in this game it, it like you know it gets really cinematic for a second and then a character like mouths something and then the, the subtitles come up and i'm like ah, you know Pokemon is like one of the most profitable things in the universe, so I'm pretty sure they can afford like higher voice actors. Yeah. To get that work done. 
<laughs> at least for uh, like key scenes like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah like not I know exactly. Thing, but like, I know exactly what scene you're talking about, Kenneth. And I, I agree. It's like that scene would have been so much more like impactful or like cooler if they were to have like full voice acting or good voice acting at least. Um, just because you're like, whoa, I did not expect this to happen, like, especially in the post game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that overall, I don't think the story hit me, and I wasn't super attached to the story in a lot of ways, but I don't know if that's also because I'm not super attached to the story in most Pokemon games. Because, like, for me, Pokemon's like mostly about I want to catch Pokemon, I want to complete my decks. I want to meet these fun little animal creatures. And that's like, that's where I'm at. Like, I just want to like, that's why I love this game so much because I think the gameplay loop of catching Pokemon in this game is so relaxing and fun. And I've heard other people mention this and I, I kind of really agree with this mentality where it's like, because of the way the game is structured, where you're constantly catching Pokemon or doing specific things to, to quote unquote, complete their Pokedex entry. Um, it really feels like you're actually researching Pokemon kind of in a way um, where it's always, I feel like every Pokemon game starts off with the professor in that game, giving you a Pokedex saying he wants you to research all of the Mm. Pokemon in the region where this is the first game where you kind of actually feel like you're kind of researching it Mm. a little bit. Um, It definitely borrows beats from Pokemon snap in regards to like, you know, completing certain tasks for certain pictures or certain Pokemon. Um, so I liked those elements a lot. And that just that fluid gameplay loop of, like you'd said before, just you can throw a Pokeball, hop back on whatever the Stantler, not Stantler thing is called. Uh, right yeah, exactly. See, that's why I have all these Pokemasters. Like, we need to put so some respect just... on his name. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only of all those partner pokemon the only one i know the name of is basculegion i don't think i could name any of the other ones. is braviary the the flying pokemon yeah. you get all right i just uh and then is it an ursa ring that you get for Ur- the other Ur- 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 Luna. is that is that a new Pokemon? is that like a new evolution of ursa ring for this game yeah. okay all right i'm yeah. like i don't know what's going on right now um <laughs> yeah i just don't know uh i don't know word 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 wordier <laughs> Wordier, there we go. Yep. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, just like hop pulling out Wordier and like you don't have to I, I do wish you could and maybe you can, I didn't look. I wish you could turn that sound cue off because when I'm like out in a biome, I'm just constantly catching Pokemon and then immediately like going to the next Pokemon. And it's just constantly whistle, 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 whistle. I'm like, I need to stop listening to this whistle noise. Um yeah. But back the vibration to the the vibration goes really hard too. Whenever you do anything like the agile <laughs> style or the or the strong style, you're like, okay, can you just not like oh. break my switch right now? Like, that that is know. one of my biggest issues with just switch games in general oh that God. don't give you the option to turn vibrate off. I just when it's in handheld, like when I'm laying in bed mm. playing my switch, if a game doesn't let me turn that off, I'm like, what am I doing right now? This is the loudest thing on the planet. There's definitely moments where like a cutscene will play. I'll put the pro controller on my desk and zone out, watch the scene. I was like, oh crap, I forgot. Uh, but getting back to the story beats too. Um, yeah, I think I think this game came out trying to be really ambitious with some sort of grand narrative. You know, tell the the prequel to this whole region. 
Um, and I think what it does, I guess, in interesting ways is have very serious moments for, I guess, a series that doesn't typically have very serious moments, but then it doesn't really feel like it pans out anywhere. So it's hard to take it seriously afterward. Uh, it feels like it, it sets stuff up that never happens or just like leaves you hanging. And I think that's why a lot of us uh, yesterday at the time of recording this were waiting for some sort of story DLC or like some sort of hint that something was going to come in the future. If I can, like, if I can throw a wrench into this there. particular discussion, I think the story of this game is actually pretty fucking good. And it's probably my favorite one in a Pokemon RPG. And I've, I told the story on a couple of podcasts at this point, but having just come off of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which, again, like those, those are remakes of what I had at, up to that point considered to be my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah. As an, like, I guess as an adult, like, I had to kind of confront, like, oh, the world of Pokemon, like, you know, they're introducing, like, the gods of the Pokemon universe in that game, and it still just kind of feels small and mm-hmm. in, 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 like, scope. Um, and... That was it was like especially weird like playing those remakes because like I you know I, you get to Palkia at the end and he's there like for a thirty minute stretch of story and then you catch him and then you move on you get back to the Pokemon League. We're here. This game feels like it is really dealing with like the lore and the you know the the mythology of Pokemon in a way that most games don't because they are so concerned with like you getting your badges and uh, being the you know the champion and. So for me, like, honestly, like, when the rift in the sky, like, started to expand and then you get exiled by the, the galaxy team, like, that point to roughly the post-credits final boss is, like, my favorite stretch of Pokemon story in a game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am, like, a, more than I am a person that, like, catches Pokemon, like, it tries to, like, you know, catch and collect all the Pokemon or, like, it's really into the competitive scene. I am a person that just cares about the world of Pokemon, like, above, mm-hmm. above all else. And so... That's why, you know, on top of all the things we're talking about, like, these, uh, this really, like, this fluidity to the way that you just exist in this world. Like, all of that's well and good. All, like, all of the changes they made to the battle system are, you know, those are great. I, I'm a big fan of all of those. And I think if, like, they hadn't taken those strides, I don't know that it would still, even with, like, my appreciation for the story, I don't know that it would, it would be in contention for my favorite Pokemon. But just as, like, I think as a Pokemon adult, like, I fi- I've kind of, like, honed in on why I still am attached to Pokemon in the midst of, you know, being almost 30 years old at this point is that it is so there's not a world in video games that really like draws me in in the way the series does and Mm -hmm. this was the first time that it felt like a mainline pokemon game was really like sitting with the possibility of this world and that it felt as large as i imagined it as a kid yeah do do you oh go ahead get in there oh no i was gonna say you know i don't think the story is bad i think it's just as good as most Pokemon game stories is, you know, take it as you will for better or worse. But I will say this, this is the first game that got a, a real emotional response out of me because I was pissed when they kicked me out the village. I was like, how dare you? I was like, I came up in here, clean this. Cause he did it. He did it disrespectfully. It wasn't like, yo, you know, he was like, yo, get out, get out mm. now. Mm. Don't you, you, you yeah. I didn't even get to change my clothes. I had just <laughs> had my winter coat on. I'm like, bro, I'm running around. In the in the obsidian uh wild fields with my winter coat on, bro. I couldn't even like I I don't care. Like I was pissed I had to have a coat on and non-coat <laughs> weather for an hour. Like it legit ruined my mood. I was just thinking, I was like, bro, when I get back there, like I'm burning that place down. 
I, I don't know why. They just they just upset me beyond belief. I was like, man, you know, this coat's cool. But like the second I'm not in the, you know, the winter weather, you know, I'm going to take it off. But I didn't get the chance. So I was but upset I think- about it. I think even like even as we're like half joking about that moment, I think that moment is like really effective because like you go into this game being like, okay, I'm gonna see the ancestors of all the characters in Sinos. Like you're gonna see the ancestors of Rowan and Cynthia, of you know everybody. And what really stuck out to me is that like you know you you go into that first place and Silene is there and like who is clearly like the ancestor of Cyrus, who is the villain of Diamond and Pearl. And so you're like, okay, I got my eye on you. Something's gonna happen. There's gonna be a turn. And then ultimately, like, the, the people that betray you in this game are the ancestors of, like, your ride or dies from Diamond and Pearl. Because, like, it's Rowan's ancestor. And then, I mean, this is another thing we haven't talked about. It's Cynthia's ancestor. The, both are, like, the, the villains of this game. Mm. Um, you know, one of them, I guess one of them was more like a, kind of a temporary antagonist more than he is a villain. But, like, you know, that, again, like, going back into, like, when I feel like this felt like it was more in tune with the mythology of Pokemon, like, when you get to that last fight with Volo and Giratina, and like you realize that like this, like Giratina has been basically behind all. Well, these two have both been behind all of this, and it plays into how like Giratina is like the Satan equivalent in Pokemon mythology. Like wanted to cause this chaos that would bring Arceus out and then strike him down. And Volo being like you know almost like a religious zealot in this world, uh, and because you know I mean in a lot of cases Arceus as a concept is not often reference because like he was a, he was a mythical pokemon that was not like in the game for diamond and pearl so mm-hmm. just never really like a- acknowledged like hey god of the universe this is like a, you know this a major story beat or world beat that we're introducing in this game that we just never really did anything with until now well except for like the movies i guess but that's like a separate continuity so. yeah you know i think ingo's story like i wanted mm-hmm. more from that honestly yeah. i thought that was that would have been a really cool thing to fully elaborate and go in on but they didn't i'm kind of sad about that ingo is the the shop the 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 guy that was ended up being bad right like the guy who was like a ninja Uh, looking guy that's the guy with all the train metaphors yeah he's the um never mind the person that was like the guardian of sneezler oh yeah yeah who who brings yeah yeah, who who takes you to the yeah who scores you or yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and because that's like, I mean, for context for anyone who doesn't know, like that Ingo is a character from Black and White that is like mm-hmm. a character that you have to like go, really go out of your way to find. Like he's not, you know, a gym leader or somebody that you might have always seen. But the the implication being that he has also been dragged from the present into this world because like he's, and he's dealing with like memory issues. And there's like this really tragic figure in this game that, that I think, you know, it again speaks to like a lot of those darker themes that this game gets into. Um, but also, like, underscores that, like, the A plot of this game does not resolve, which we can, you know, get on, get in later. But, yeah, like, character writing like that and character just like, moments like that um, really brought this game, like, on top of all the lore stuff, like, really just put this game ahead for me in terms of a story in a Pokemon, in a Pokemon game. Yeah. Do you think that the story and lore being displayed in this game, like, does it create any, uh, you know, inconsistencies for the previous Pokemon universe prior to this game coming out? Or is it like pretty cohesive in establishing more backstory and lore to the Pokemon universe? Um, I think it depends on where you stand up. Like there's some inconsistencies, but I can argue that either a, it's a translating error or B like they just don't have, like, you know, like people thought the world was flat and then like people had technology and they're like, Oh, it's not flat. You know, mm-hmm. so that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that like blew up on Reddit was there's a line at the beginning that um Professor Lavender 
Laventon, Professor Laventon is like, all Pokemon can shrink. They all oh, have yeah. this innate ability. And that's how they fit in the Pokeballs because they all shrink, regardless if they have that power or not. And it's like, that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but also this game starts off with you getting, you know, shucked into the past slash different dimension. So in my mind, mm-hmm. any inconsistencies can just be like, I mean, you're, you're this, this is like make-believe story. So you're, you're you know, ignorant. So like, yeah, you felt through a time space rift or whatever the hell it's called. So it's like anything's, you know, anything can go. Yeah. You know? So, but in terms of deepening the lore, I, I'm gonna say no. I mean, other than you know, introducing new Pokemon, you know, that's that's a thing. So at some point, it's just got to be like. What's up with this? Because, you know, it's not like Chisui's like a new region. It's just a Sinnoh region. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to retcon some stuff with that. But I don't think this game gave me any new information that I wasn't already privy to. Preview to. I mean, it was okay. cool. You know, some things were cool. I really thought Carnados and Sheldon were going to be alive in this game. So I was surprised that they weren't. So mm-hmm. that was are, those the, are those the fossil Pokemon from yeah, Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually interesting that they didn't do that it's kind of weird um i guess since we already kind of touched on a little bit we can kind of go into that with the way this game wraps up i mean it feels like the general consensus out there in in general is that uh people are hoping there's more dlc to this game that kind of fully fleshes out the ending or just provides more for some of these characters um are we all kind of on that same page of hoping that we see a, you know, whatever? I, don't, I forget what the DLC was called for. Uh, like the Isle Golden of Shield. Tundra, Isle. Crown Tundra. Yeah, yeah, I knew they were had uh, names. It wasn't just like DLC. Uh, yeah, Crown Tundra and Isle of. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Isle of Armor. Isle yeah. of Armor. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so like what, what would be what would be the want there? for from from a expansion to this or is the or is the want give us a new game at some point i think it would have to be a new game for me personally i would want something that would expand on battling but the battling system in this game is kind of busted so i feel like probably not but there is a part if you look at the map you know there's like parts that i'm like maybe something could be over there you know they can add there's there's parts of the map where clearly something could fit you yeah. know, when you when you put together like the pieces of the puzzle. And I'm like, you know, they could probably add something. But honestly, I would think we're probably better off like having another game in this style. Because in terms of DLC, like if you could if you complete the story post game and then you know you do everything, I'm not sure what more you can add other than, you know, adding like co-op or like maybe you could battle people, like, you know, just adding things that already existed in other Pokemon games. But I don't know if you could add something story wise or new to this game. That would be worth it. That's just my opinion. That yeah, would be like, worth, you know, like a nineteen ninety nine price tag. Like for me, like for me, yeah. Like I, I feel like this game is pretty complete. Like I don't think I. There's not really much that I would want to see more added to it. I would rather see like a new game and then try to kind of improve on the mechanics that they've introduced here. Because um, the sword, sword and shield, you know, I, I I finished that from start to finish. Didn't really do much stuff after the credits, but like I didn't play either DLCs, and I'm a big Pokemon fan. But for some reason, I just didn't interest me at all because I wasn't like a big fan of Sword and Shield. Um, mm. But yeah, this I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's I spent like 40 hours I think already, and I'm still just like there's so much stuff for me to do. I I feel like 
So I don't know. I don't I don't really see the need for like more content. Unless they do like small updates like he was talking about. Like I would love to even if it's busted, I would still like the chance to battle people online, you know, just for funsies. Not mm-hmm. like in a serious competitive way, but I think like that definitely should be added in a bit later on. And you seem like you have thoughts about additional story. Uh yeah, the story's not finished. Like I it would like I assume a DLC for this game would probably be like another map or two, like maybe two DLCs, one with each new map. Um, but like you don't go home at the end. Arceus just like I mean, well, again, we don't need to get into like the specifics of like the fight, I guess. But like you get Arceus, and he's like, "All right, well, let's go vibe in Hisui. And then it's like, "Okay, what about like me and the guy from Unova that you just dragged into the past and did not send home?" Um, yeah, and I've. I I don't have like too many like grand fans, but like putting like new features in or like making it like I guess more feature uh comparable to like a mainline thing or like oh putting in uh you know competitive or all these other modes or something. I, I just the story's not done. And that is like my, my one priority. If like you ask me like what is the one thing I want in this game, I would like I would like the story to be finished because I've kind of I, like there are there are theories, and I think the game ultimately supports it that like you're playing as the main character of Diamond and Pearl, and the thought of them just being like sent back into the past and just living there for the rest of their lives and dying there, um, that kind of messes with me. That upsets me. Um, and I think you know there's part like part of me thinks that the reason that it does end without actually ending is because it's leaving it open for DLC. So it's like still allowing you to be in the world of Asui and you know go to another map or whatever they're gonna put out. Um, because otherwise, like, you know, I mean, I'm about to hit 100 hours and I'm about to complete the Pokedex entries of everything that's in there. And I'm like, I don't really have much reason to, you know, stick around now. I've done all the, I've done the game. Um, so I would like to go home. I would like to see that resolution. And I would like it for Ingo as well. Because, like, that's, like, the one that's even more fucked up to me is that, like, that's a guy that's, like, dealing with, like, the fact that his memory is, is fading of his past life because he's been here for so long. Um, and he's just, like... Not re- that that story's not resolved, and it just kind of like leaves it on, and that's like a very dark thing to just leave it on for a Pokemon game. And I'm not saying that like it shouldn't be dark. It should like I, or that I have a problem with like you know an ambiguous, almost tragic ending. But like it doesn't feel like the game is set up like the plot beat of like oh this character's gonna stay here for reasons X, Y, and Z. Like it's just like Arceus Ar- Ar- just like j- hops in a Pokeball and says let's go, I'm like let's go stay in the region that I sent you to. Let's just live here forever. And I was like okay, that's sure. That's incomplete as fuck. Yeah, I think adding on to that too, uh, my biggest thought after would be timelines and how this affects established games already. Like, are we retconning what we've played thus far? How would that work? Because essentially you're you're having people from the, I guess it would be technically the present, go back to the past, somewhat alter events that happen differently, but technically once they were established. So like now that you've, played legends or essentially how legends changes what who knows what originally happened like how does that change modern day bla- uh, black and white or like diamond and pearl are we mm-hmm. retconning not just like story-wise are we retconning like gameplay mechanics is now suddenly you know maybe we maybe prior to legends rcs happening maybe that timeline happened slightly differently and that's how we ended up with the modern day mainline games mm-hmm. uh now having rcs maybe now all future games in present time would also be like Arceus. Uh, 
and I, I have like a lot of questions on how that's happening same with ken like i want more resolution for those characters or like are we going to keep stay playing as those characters now and just go throughout the years moving forward um i doubt we'll see that in a dlc i expect dlc to be something like kind of hacked together battle system for like online multiplayer and that's about it but mm -hmm. i'd like to see a lot more of the story and my worry is that they're just kind of kind of leave this here and like maybe every few years do a new legends game that just goes to a different region and it doesn't like reference anything in the past yes. i mean honestly i think that's gonna happen because if you look at a uh, sun and moon and ultra sun and moon i mean those are two different stories and the events of sun and moon and the events of ultra sun and moon are like night and day but you know they're in the same region and quote unquote the same people but they have no effect on each other and you know it's like which one would you even consider canon because they're so vastly different that you know they can't be within like the same timeline or the same universe or like you know they couldn't work I and mean, if you look into something like you know let's go which is quote unquote a main series you know you got like mega evolutions and all these things and i think honestly like outside of like the pokemon themselves the new pokemon that they added so therefore you know they'll exist going forward in terms of anything in of a cohesive story overlapping with anything else i just don't think there'll be anything other than like maybe like you know some easter eggs of like oh look there was a professor named Lavatin back in the olden day and that's probably as good as it'll get mm -hmm. yeah i am I think, well, I mean, oh. sorry no go 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 get in there um well i, I think like i don't want to undersell that like game freak has shown a capacity and a desire to like make these really like meaty dlcs i don't think like like, I would be very surprised if what we get out of future support of Arceus is just kind of, like, putting in a feature here and there. Because, like, you know, the Sword and Shield, like, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, those were, like, significant. And they did have, like, a lot of story content and a lot of character uh, stories in it as well. Um, so I, Game Freak clearly has the ability and the desire to do it. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Like, I, and I don't mean that in a pessimistic sense. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know what the next year looks like for Pokemon, because, like, we are in this weird space of, like, what does the next Pokemon game look like? Is there going to be, like, another actual, like, $60 thing you put on the store shelf in 2022, or is that... Or is Arceus it, and then we maybe get DLC? Um, so, like, I think, you know, it, it's fun to speculate, but the franchise right now is in a very interesting spot where it can go a lot of different ways, and I think we're just gonna have to kind of wait and see. Like, I mean, even... Like the twenty seventh is Pokemon Day, which is you know the the anniversary day where they typically do something, um, whether it's like a Pokemon presents or whatever it might be. Um, so I I don't I don't think that we're gonna have to wait too long to find out. Um, I just think that there's a lot of possibilities, and I'm not I'm trying not to be pessimistic about them, just because like, I want I'm hoping that like I do, I do get some resolution, and that I do get to send that we, that we do get to send Don and Lucas home. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I think this is a good segue into some other some broader topics about the game but also like i think it's really safe to say that whenever it comes out i don't know when that will actually be is that we will get some sort of dlc um hopefully it's the things that that we want um but you know this is kind of goes into multiple topics but the fact that this game is selling as well as it is i believe it's the fastest selling pokemon game at least in japan i believe um at launch uh the last time i looked at numbers or Europe, maybe. I know it did five mil over the weekend it came out. Yeah, so like the it, only number I saw. It is selling extremely well, and I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to sell extremely well. And yeah, is some of that the switch? Of course, but also I think people in general are just hungry for a this type of change in Pokemon. Um, and I think 
that it puts Pokemon in a weird position going forward because I feel like there's a lot of mixed reception to Sword and Shield, and this kind of, I think, elaborates on some of the things I think people maybe had hoped Sword and Shield would have. Like, I feel like the wild area is... The wild area in Sword and Shield is like what Bowser's Fury is. Is like, here's a test drive of like what we kind of want to do with Pokemon. Okay, now here's a full game about that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the next mainline Mario game is like Bowser's Fury, where it's an open world, you're not going to a hub world, you're transitioning between different, you know, biomes, different levels, worlds, and it's all kind of interconnected, um, at least to an extent. And I feel like... uh Arceus was this kind of similar, let's elaborate on these ideas we had with Sword and Shield. Let's do something different. Let's take the story in new directions. Let's model capturing, you know, more after the Let's Go games and Pokemon Go. Um, and it's doing really well. And it's being received overall, I think, very positively. Um, hopefully that, you know, runs through the year and people give this some consideration when it comes to like Game of the Year talks and stuff, because I think it coming out as early as it did in the year mm-hmm. might not benefit it in that regard especially with the stacked year that we are seemingly having um but with that being said i feel like um like do we think that the mainline games still continue to be a separate generational thing with two versions and they borrow things from what made legends so popular and so so good or do they keep Legends separate and Legends has these mechanics and these things and Mainline continues this more traditional, you know, catch and, catch and battle JRPG, kill gym leaders, you know, become the Elite Four champion. Um, murder the gym leaders. Kill yeah, them. Yeah, shoot them in the face. Damn, damn kill them out of my alcohol. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, what, like what, what, what do we think will happen to the future of Pokemon? Because I think this, this does throw a wrench in what maybe future generations of Pokemon were going to look like. Um, Actually, I don't think it will. Because if you look at Sword and Shield, it was was a building block. If you look at the Isle of Armor, the Isle of Armor, and uh, the Crown Tundra, they're they're dramatically different from the base Sword and Shield. Like, you know, it's like furthering the experiment. And Mm -hmm. then you look at uh, Arcus, and that's furthering the experiment from there. Like, in the Crown Tundra, you know, there's a town... And there's no transition from town to wild area. You know, it's all seamlessly one thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have here, you have the different biomes and things. And what I see is we have we have kind of both of these things happen where we the mainline series is building towards this. It, it won't be like Legends. It just won't. Mm-hmm. But it will clearly, like you said, it will borrow things from Legends. It will borrow the things it tried in Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. And Gen 9 or, you know. However, if, if they're going to call it Gen 10, call this Gen 9 or whatever, you know, it'll borrow, it'll take elements from all these, the, the two past games we've seen, and we'll see those things in there implemented in a way. And I think the Legend series will also continue on its own. I think it was successful enough that we'll have a Legends-like series, and I don't know what form that could take. It could all be in the past. It could be one maybe, like, near future, far future, who knows? But, you know... I just think I just think for the mainline game, there's such a distinct this what Pokemon is. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we will get better and elaborate on it, but they're not gonna go far left or far right with the core series, what we consider, you know, the main generational titles. Yeah. I, I couldn't see them doing that just because 
Like, I mean, I'm a Pokemon purist. I'm never going to hide that fact. <laughs> but, you know, I do like changing things. And it would, it would be something akin to, because when this conversation actually happened before, when Gala Darkness and Pokemon Coliseum come out, came out people were like oh yeah this is this is the new formula this is the new it you know we're not but that didn't happen you know we mm-hmm. had another game like coliseum and gala darkness but we still had the mainline series and i think we'll see that same thing here but these games are proved on so much that we will see some of these things not not all of them maybe not most of them but we will see some mechanics make it into quote unquote the mainline next generational game yeah i i think i think you might be right or close to right here because i mean you look at like forza motorsport still exists when forza horizon also exists where they're similar but also very different but both have their core audience and i don't think just because forza horizon 5 you know was game of the year for some places and sold very well and very popular they're gonna not make forza Forza motorsport because there's people that want that more you know technical pure type of racing game and i think that that kind of does like Nintendo's not, or Pokemon Company's not going to necessarily stop doing mainline generational RPGs because Arceus or Arceus did very well. Um, if those games start to do very poorly, who knows? But I don't see that happening anytime soon. I don't know if anyone else has thoughts on what the future of Pokemon looks like with uh, Legends becoming a thing. Or if there's a, another region that you'd want to see get the Legends treatment. Well, I got thoughts on both of them. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I think broadly, like, Pokemon's too beholden to its competitive scene to ever, like, make the hard turn just into something like Legends. Mm. Um, as, as, bums, as much as that bums me out. Um, but I do, I do think, like we were saying, um, I think we'll see, like, small incremental things that start to, like, seep their way in. Like, you know, small things like Let's Go had Pokemon in the overworld instead of doing mm-hmm. random encounters and then sword and shield did that which made it like weird that brilliant diamond shine pearl just went back to random encounters so i imagine that we'll see things like you know the the catch mechanic in this game like it's too good to just like go back to like i have to walk into some grass and then pick to uh pick my bag to pick the pokeball to pick then throw it mm. um so i i think in the meantime we'll see like incremental changes like that yeah um, uh, and honestly, like I, as much as I would love to see another Legends game, I, I don't know that even cause like Let's Go did very well, mm-hmm. but we have not seen another Let's Go, so that's true. I don't know, but I, I do think kind of broadly the reaction to Arceus has been just like different in a way of like it. This is revolutionary for the franchise because I mean I think like even despite its problems, I think it kind of is like it is a complete like reimagining of how these systems and this world can exist in a way that isn't beholden to something that came out 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I think even, you know, despite all the leaps and bounds that the series has made sense, Sword and Shield is probably, like, pretty easily accessible to somebody that probably has not played these games in 20-something years. Because, like, it's a lot of the same systems. Um, and just, like, you know, the same loop. Um, so, again, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I, personally, I don't... Oh, sorry, you can well, go I was going to say, I don't think we're going to see them ditch the mainline games anytime soon but i was also thinking like the last four pokemon games or like pair of pokemon games have all been vastly different and it seems like they don't really have any consistency i mean for a while the let's go series was here's the approachable one and then we have the mainline game and then we had our mainline game and then we went backwards with diamond and pearl and now we have like a very futuristic one 
Um, you also got Pokemon Snap too. Pokemon Snap too. Um, first, it might be the alcohol hitting me, but I think it, <laughs> for some reason it reminds me so much of like the Sonic series because they always just change something vastly different with mm. every game for some reason. Um, except that here it kind of works most of the time. Mm. Um, but I don't know the way I see. It, for a while, I thought we would have like a very approachable Pokemon game and then the mainline game, and now it just. I, I really don't know. Game Freak is a really big company, but also like not big enough to make like four games a year. Technically, like double that because the game is like released twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it seems so inconsistent, and it's hard to really pinpoint like where they're going. I, I imagine with the success of RCS, they're going to keep doing that series to some extent, um, and eventually just integrate elements of that into the mainline series, but still keep it's competitive scene because I mean, they make so much money off that. I will say, or Grayson, you were going to say something. Yeah. I mean, like for the next game, like I think random encounters just have to go. Gotta go. Yeah. I I don't, I don't see like the next generation having random encounters like at all. I just think that like they need to really take the, at least like the quality of life features of Arceus, like the catching mechanics, like the rentling, the wild Pokemon showing up. Like, I literally just want the next mainline game. Like, I don't care if it has, like, the eight gym leaders and the, uh, the Elite Four formula. I just want it to be, like, Arceus where, like, you know, you have the Jubilee Village, but you'll have that, like, for every city and every town, right? Like, you're exploring through these different villages and towns, and you're, like, then you go in the overworld, you go capture Pokemon, you end up in the next gym leader. I think that'll be, like, such a cool thing for, like, the next generation. Uh, I, I I don't think it'll have like all of the quality of life features. Like I, I don't think the battle style will come back. Like the battle changes will come back like in the next mainline entry. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want like I kind of just want more freedom and what you can do and like and how you catch Pokemon and things like that. Uh, yeah. And as far as like other Pokemon Legends game, I would love like a Pokemon Legends Johto. Like you guys mentioned, like they they did Let's Go and we haven't seen another one. So it's like, are they going to do a Let's Go Johto? Are they going to do a Legends Johto? Like, are they going to just like fucking do something crazy that's like we didn't even expect? We don't know because like they are in a weird transitional period right now. We don't know what's going on. They have like other developers working on their remakes, which is like we never seen before, which is kind of actually insane. So like, who knows what could happen? They could have a Let's Go Johto being worked on by Ilka and they're working on like the next mainline game. So like, it's really all up in the air. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm I'm still really excited for what comes next because Legends Arceus is honestly something I did not expect. Like, it may not seem for some people like such like a revolutionary thing, but I think it it is like such a big step in Pokemon because they have not made maybe since like Sun and Moon they have not made any changes to the mainline formula in such a long time. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. You know, uh, what I find interesting about that is because, you know, if you look at, you know, the developer Pokemon and why things are the way they are, you know, there's also the famous quote that is, you know, every Pokemon game is someone's first Pokemon game, you know, mm-hmm. meaning that that's why some of those tropes and things stay. And for us older players, it can be daunting. But the the thing that I've always thought was interesting that Pokemon did within the main series and then just kind of dropped was like, I love the idea of Pokemon coordinators and the and the concept of that there's more than one way to love and be with your Pokemon in a game. And that's something that some of the games have explored, but then just kind of stopped. And that's always bothered me that, you know, it wasn't like, okay, you can be, you can be a trainer, like a traditional trainer, or you can go like the coordinator route to where like, I don't know, 
if there was a if there it was something you pick or something you could transition, but it's like, all right, if you don't want to battle, you gotta be like the best coordinator in the game. And like there's a separate or side story, you know, you can either do both or one or the other and still progress. And, you know, and then maybe you introduce something else. But and you know, and so I would love to see a game where, you know, we don't have like it doesn't have to be segmented between three different game styles, but you have your core series. And then like when they introduce these other things, there's these other ways to be a Pokemon, whatever, that's mm-hmm. not a trainer mm-hmm. and still, you know, so that way you still, you have the freedom to kind of vibe how you want to. So like, you know, I'm a competitive battler and I love doing that EV training, breeding the whole nine, mm-hmm. but yeah, Pokemon breeder. Like, I don't know how you could do that in the game, but there's some mm-hmm. po- people I know who just love breeding Pokemon, not even for competitive reasons, just, they just do, you know, you have shiny hunters and, you know, things like that. Right. And I would love to see the games lean into that aspect. Like, you know, you can be a shiny hunter, you could be a breeder and, you know, and maybe being the trainer would be the generic, like, this is the route and this is what you would expect, but just somehow have the freedom. If you don't want to, you can still play this game and do things. And, you know, and again, this isn't a sideline game. This is just the game. Mm. I kind of kind of like that yeah. idea because it it kind of like it kind of borrows from other J- JRPGs where it's like you can choose a job or a class, and if that's how like the games presented themselves or a future game presented itself, where it's like yeah, you might be like also a trainer, but you can like kind of focus on being a just a whatever, and like there's a separate story path that kind of just goes for that. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's why I like the movies. It's it's okay. It's not great. I'm never gonna say it's great, but it's why I like Detective Pikachu. Both the game and the movie is like something that kind of like drew me back into the Pokemon universe after years of me just kind of like not being into it the way that I am before that I was before and I am now because like that was like it was an adventure game that was all about like this world is not a monolith where everyone does the exact same thing. Like it established like there is a culture to this world beyond competitive sport, and you know the movie even goes far to like actually interrogate that because like battling's outlawed there and. That's, you know, just wrinkles of this universe that I like when this when the series actually goes out of the way to do, which is, again, like, kind of goes back to why the story of Arceus, like, hit for me, because it was so detached from that and was able to really explore this world, explore, like, cultures within it and interrogate the very premise of why we usually play these games. Mm-hmm. I, like, when I, I was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, when I, for the, like, the different roles, like, when I was younger watching, like, the like Pokemon contests, like in the anime, I'm like, that'd be so dope to have like a Pokemon team dedicated to like Pokemon contests and you're just going to different towns and you're like, damn, I'm going to get prepared, get my cute team ready for this Pokemon contest. And you just kind of like work your way to become like the top Pokemon like contest. I don't know, like person in the, mm-hmm. in the region. It'd be so dope to have like different jobs or like storylines that you can, you can pick and choose from. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that would be an interesting way to see, the kind of the legend series series go or at least this style of pokemon game where you know you don't eat like i i battled like the least amount of times possible in this game i was just pretty much catching pokemon avoiding battles at all costs unless i really had to fight or obviously Mm -hmm. there's some story battles that you have to go through but like i avoided those things at all costs i just wanted to catch pokemon and i mean i spent a lot of time trying to get all the eevees Lucian's right away but like i just wanted to catch pokemon and, and hang out pretty much um and everything else was just kind of kind of there um is there anything else about 
legends or Pokemon that anyone wants to bring up? If not, we can segue to the end of the show. Um, well, we've kind of touched on it, but do y'all have like a specific region you would like to see another Legends game in? Because I, I've come around like I don't, I don't have any attachment to X and Y, but like that region, the region of Kalos's history is interesting to me. And like that again, one of the interesting things about this is just like watching Sinnoh's history unfold. Um, mm. and you know the story, like the TLDR of X and Y's kind of like backstory is war and. You know, a, a very tragic set of circumstances that led to a specific character just kind of like persisting for thousands of years. Um, yeah, so like I, I think it just, that's a story that has like a lot of potential potential moments for like one of my favorite moments in the Arcus game is um, when Palkia and Tiago are fighting, and then the Temple of Sinnoh blows up, and it's, you see it's Spirit Pillar. Obviously, like obviously it was Spirit Pillar, but like you know, seeing moments like that where you see why a ruins was in a place in, mm. a, in a previous game. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm big on a Kalos game. Um, I've also come around on Johto as well, just because I think like it also has similar moments to that. Like, and it's a like Pokemon Legends Ho would have that moment, but with the Tower Necrotic City that yeah. the the beast apparently like whatever Pokemon they were originally died and then were brought back to life by Ho and just like I'd love to see moments like that. Yeah, the, didn't know, the, the tower the tower burned down right before mm-hmm. the event. Yeah, so that'll be cool yeah. to see too. Like seeing it happen right there, like the tower burning down or, or something, which would be awesome. You know, yeah, uh, me, oh, oh sorry, go, go for it. No, no, you got it. Uh, I was gonna say for me, definitely Jodo. Just I like like the history of the Kansai region, especially like if we went to like Endo period times. Uh, a lot of like folklore be interwoven with Pokemon. Uh, which was like originally what Sol- uh, Gold and Silver originally did, uh, but seeing like those moments in person or I guess mm. in a game would be really interesting. Um, a-, a lot of like what Ken said about how they're establishing lore, I really love when they integrate kind of like real world history with the world of Pokemon mm. and explain things in our world through, I guess, the vignette right. of Pokemon. Um, and I think it'd be really fascinating to be able to play through that story. I'm on board with Jodo. Give me that. That's what I want. So this this is gonna sound weird, but I would want Jodo and Kalos X and Y, like you said earlier. Uh, but I would want it in present day. And the reason, so one of the things that I thought was really cool about this game was that one of the few places that's still intact. It's like as it is to us in the future, it is in the past. It's Snowpoint Temple, and since Snowpoint Temple fully realized in like 3d in the space mm-hmm. and just how huge and grand it is made me think like you know there are some really huge and grand vistas in pokemon like think of like sky pillar like imagine seeing that like a tower so high that you can't see the top from the ground and like bellowing over the clouds or like getting high enough and then you know you know you're damn near in the ozone layer and i was thinking how many Pokemon games will look amazing as fu- as like a fully realized, you know, Final Final Fantasy VII remake style? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember seeing it what it looked like, you know, an eight bit style, but this is what it would look like to scale. And I feel like Johto and Kalos are one of the t- few regions in Pokemon that feels like a real place. You know, some mm-hmm. some regions are like biomes. Like, I love black and white, but it's like we needed a desert, so here's a desert. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because it, it it goes here. Yeah, you know, that's how a lot of the regions are. But Johto and Kalos feel like fully realized places like 
this is the coast and these are the cities and this is naturally where our mountain line is. And because a mountain lines right here, these cities and towns look like this and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So to see Johto, to see like, you know, the national park, to see the burnt tower next to the, you know, the tin tower, to see the lighthouse, you know, an mm. olive vine and, you know, and how, how grand of a structure it is and iconic and to see all these places fully. Right. And then the same thing in Kalos, you know, you got basically Paris. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, but then they have like, you know, the European countrysides and then, you know, the grand cities and things like that. And I was just like, it would blow my mind to be like, let's say, you know, Gen 9 has, you know, this great places, but we're not viewing it from this, you know, Sword and Shield wasn't like, you know, top down 8-bit, but it it wasn't really to scale, you know, things mm. really, camera angles, you really couldn't see things. So it really wasn't, but to see it in the, you know, the Legends format, I would just be like, just, I would love to be in awe of the Pokemon world, but not in the past, but just of the modern era. Mm. If that makes sense. Yep. No, that definitely yeah. makes sense. I'll, what I'll say to that is I am the last person that complains about visuals in a video game. This game can be beautiful at times, and sometimes it is not. And I would love if they either helped the Pokemon company, Game Freak, with more assets, more employees, whatever, or utilize someone like Monolith Soft. We just had a Nintendo Direct. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 looks fucking fantastic. Give us Pokemon that looks like that. Like, that would be ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I still think this game, at times, is still very beautiful. <laughs> Flying... Maybe not, maybe not the greatest looking thing, but um, like I, it would be wonderful to see some of those, those scenes, those settings, like realized in a more bombastic way and not just like, here's, here's this thing that, you know, and it's big, but like, you know, mm-hmm. add some uh, more trees. The sky boss yeah. is nice though. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that problem starts at Nintendo, right? We just saw the Nintendo Direct. I mean, MLB 22 looked worse than a GameCube game somehow. <laughs> don't know how they did that, but they, they managed to make it happen. And, you know, I'm just, I'm like, at some point, I feel like Nintendo has to pull the trigger and be like, we're focusing on the hardware. We're about to just, we have the money. We print money. We ooze money. And, you know, everything else will just fall in place. It's like, once the hardware is there. I mean, with that said, I'm amazed at Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2 even look as good as they do. I don't know what voodoo mm-hmm. magic they're working on in the code, but I'm like, that's the only thing that could look good, legit good on the Switch in my mind because everything else... I, I mean, there's no excuse to look worse than GameCube era. Like, there's just not... I mean, that's just the end-all, be-all. I mean, the, the games are so good that we can overlook it, but it's just like, imagine if they weren't that good, if they are just slightly okay. You know, mm-hmm. we'll all be rioting mm-hmm. in the streets. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> um, well, unless anyone has final thoughts on Pokemon Legends, we can move on to the final segment. Which is What's in the Box. Now, if you don't know what What's in the Box is, What's in the Box is a game where I pull three games off my shelf. I read the back of the box. The first of you to get the game, there's no penalty for guessing. Guess as you see. You need the full title of the game you get a point. And although you guys are just guess, you still go on the scoreboard and, you know, we keep score the whole year, so come back again and get more points. Without further ado, the first game 
What's in the box? Two powers combine. And you can guess at any time. I will obviously omit proper nouns or other things that will give the game away. How do we buzz in? Just say the answer. Just say it. (laughs) Two powers combine. A new legend arises. Set off on a new blank adventure to save the blank blank. You and your blank can accomplish anything together. Captain Planet. (laughs) Did that lead in the box? (laughs) Blank two years later. That doesn't make any sense, but it's there. (laughs) Film movies at blank studios. A Is new this the story. same box? This One the of the box. Grand Theft Autos. <laughs> nope. Last oh, wait, 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 wait. He's stuck oh, on the crap. combined forces crap. part. Wait, wait, no. I, I know this. I know this. I know this. Crap. Wait, I got to Google real quick. Two, I feel like that's cheating. Two <laughs> years later. Two years later, film movies, right? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Those, are sep- those are separate lines on the box, but those are both there. What game... Your theme to this? Is it? Wait, crap! I I enjoy trades. This better not be Pokemon Black too. I'm gonna give it to you because it is Pokemon White too. Oh, uh, nice! No, the the clue was Film Studios. I was like, wait, no, crap! Which Pokemon game had the Film Studios in it? But once it said two years later, I was like, okay, it has to be Black too. As like a games reviewer that gets digital copies, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage here. Some of these will maybe be easier than others. What was it? Pokestar Studios? Pokestar Studios, yeah. Yeah. Game number two. Become a true blank artist. Oh, uh, uh, it's a Pokemon drawing game. What is it called? Art Academy. Uh, Damn, gets the point. Oh, he got it. He got it. <laughs> oh, damn it. I never played it. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. I it actually, it actually comes out to draw Pokemon pretty well, believe it or not. Oh. I realized there was a theme, and then I was like, "What? Which one do you yeah, draw?" Like... <laughs> Will it stay on theme? Who's to say? The final game, Ancient Powers Reawaken. Diamond and Pearl. Legends Arceus. No to Odell. No to Luis. What did you say, Ken? Uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And locking oh, in shit. two points. <laughs> I was gonna pull other Pokemon games, but they were some of them are very, very just too on the nose. Yeah, this one is are. yellow. <laughs> um, but first of all, thank you all so much for coming on. But let's go around the whole thing here and take take however long you want to plug who you are, what you are, what you do, what whatever you want people to read, watch, listen follow whatever it may be grayson i said that as you drank um yeah sorry uh <laughs> wait for the worst um, possible time i know uh yeah you guys can follow me on twitter at grayson morales very simple um you can find my work over at gamerant.com like brendan mentioned earlier I, I do have a podcast but i haven't put out an episode in probably a year and a half but it's a positive players podcast there's 10 episodes you can listen to it if you want um yeah that's me Hell yeah. that's it. <laughs> Kenneth. Yeah, you can find me writing throughout the week about whatever I feel like that day over at fanbyte.com. Um, I also do a 
ret- or bi-weekly retrospective podcast called Normandy FM. It was once a Mass Effect podcast. It has now moved on to other things. We are midway through Final Fantasy X and X-2 um, and doing Cyberpunk 2077 at the second half of the year because I like to suffer. Love it. Uh, you can find Love me. Uh, you can find all that compiled on Twitter at ShepardCDR. Love it. Love it. Love it. What uh, what what has been your favorite series you've done for Normandy FM? I like, guess maybe besides Mass Effect. Uh, the Last of Us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Luis. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Luis underscore GVN. I'm sure you'll find links to everything somewhere on that page. Uh, I do a lot of game reviews, and I guess upcoming reviews are Horizon and Elden Ring. What uh, every other game that's coming out this month? Fun times, busy you, times. Yeah, are, yeah. You, are you feeling feeling the heat from February? I'm sure everyone's feeling a little bit of February heat right now. Oh yeah, especially in LA right now. <laughs> busy, busy. Odell, what about yourself? What up? Well, I'm Oda Harmon Jr. You can find me at Oda Harmon Jr. on Twitter and all your other favorite social media. I'm around the gaming space. I do a lot of, I guess, podcasts on a lot of podcasts. So I'm here and there. I do have my own podcast, Full Circle Podcast. You can check that out. We're currently in Pokemon Month, which we started last February with Pokemon Masters and famous people in the Pokemon community. We have a new episode coming out, well, today, if you're listening on Friday with Nintendo ambassador and fellow Pokemon master Abdallah Smash, where we're going to be doing a deep dive into Arxis ourselves. So be looking forward to that. And after him, we're going to have another game developer on the show. So look forward to that as well. Talking Pokemon all month for the month of February. And then one more guest surprise after that as well. So Full Circle Podcast, you could find it there. Or just follow me on Twitter. You're coming across. And other than that, well, I work in games PR now, so I really don't write as much because I can't. But I'm still doing stuff like this, so always a good time. Oh, yeah. I, I know I love that you're still doing this stuff. This is a... Uh, you're, you're good at what you do, and you're good at obviously talking about Pokemon, among other things. Um, but again, thank all of you so, so much for coming on spending an hour with us or with me talking about Pokemon and you can find everything we do at past controller or past controller.io. You can find me at big room until next time. <laughs>